When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Good morning. Welcome into DNVR Rams Live presented by Natures of Colorado, the Northeastern Colorado dispensary providing top quality cannabis and a wide variety of products. Remember to use that code DNVR online or mention DNVR in stores or drive through Shout out to everybody that came through to the watch party. Uh, thank you so much to the CSU Alumni Association for partnering with us. Awesome turnout, which was great to see. I really appreciate everybody that came down to the bar. Wish it would have been for a better result. Unfortunately, CSU falls 66 to 60 in Vegas. Um, road woes continue. It's been a struggle away from Moby in the conference slate. It's been a consistent issue for everybody in the league. So, you know, it, it's all kind of about how you, or, you know, what kind of lens you view this through. But uh, clearly the league is as deep as it's ever been, man. UNLV is hot. They've won seven of eight talent-wise, as I've said now, for a couple of months now. They're on par with anybody in the conference. It's just been their inconsistency. And, man, they've they've really come uh come together down the stretch here now within a single game of first place if they wouldn't have blown a couple of tight ones very well could be in first place um you know you really hope to go at least one and one this week you were underdogs in both games so going oh and two is not surprising despite you know what the what the critics will say um the difference between winning the league title and that was just such a fine margin. And you needed to be able to pull a couple of these out to win the Mountain West. Now, the benefit for CSU right now is they really have one bad loss on their resume. Six of their losses are Q1 competition. Even so, they still have a winning record in Q1 and Q2 games combined, which is great for their NCAA tournament resume. It just stings. You know, it stings knowing that you had a great opportunity to win the league in a year where it really would have meant something because this mountain West is, is something else. It's a high major basketball league this year. I don't care what anybody says. It, it truly is the Wyoming loss. This one, you know, Boise, you know, those are all the games that just kind of felt very winnable and, and unfortunately slipped through your fingers. Now expectations, they can be kind of a tricky thing. If you found out in November that, in a year where the Mountain West was going to be as deep as it's ever been, the Rams would be ranked for multiple months. They'd win 20-something games. They'd pull off the, the biggest win in program history. You, you'd certainly take that, but just given the fact that you flirted with the top 10 at one point, everybody was so bought in. It really felt like you had an opportunity to potentially go on and, and do something remarkable. And obviously, 
as far as the regular season goes, it's still going to be one of the better regular season campaigns in school history, especially when you look at the quality of the wins that CSU has. I mean, this isn't a 2014 situation where, you know, you win 25 plus games, but it's you know against a lot of really poor teams. But it also, you know, I don't want to tell people you're wrong for being disappointed because you're not. I mean, we we saw what this team was capable of. The reality is that they probably overachieved a little bit in the non-conference slate. They've probably underachieved to an extent in the conference slate. But given the the level of competition, the familiarity amongst these coaches, it's not shocking, especially as somebody that watches college basketball a ton. I mean, you watch the deeper leagues. This is just what it's like. It's tough sledding, especially on the road. You basically have to win all your home games. And if you can steal like maybe two games on the road at that point, you're pretty much in a really good spot for the NCAA tournament. Now, I, again, like I, I know that it stings because the Rams were good enough to win the Mountain West. And in that sense, they came up short. Um, at the same time, and I've, I've been pretty consistent with this, while it would have been cool to win the Mountain West, and I think it probably means more to Ram fans just because we've never done it. But really, I mean, it's it's a glamour accomplishment. You look back multiple years, or you look you know back a couple of years, and you know, can you name the, the league winner each year? It, it really doesn't mean that much. You don't get the AQ from it it's a status symbol and it would have been something that, that I would have loved to have seen this team accomplish at least once in the last five years, given that you've had you know, some of the best uh, players in school history. You've been really, really consistent, you know, four seasons now, 20 plus wins. Really it all comes down to how you finish this season. Can you close out strong? As Aaron says, you know, the, the next three are going to be huge. If you can, if you can finish in the top five, God, that would be huge because <laughs> right now it's looking very likely that CSU is going to be playing day one in the Mountain West tournament. I would certainly prepare for that possibility. Even if they went out, it, it's certainly possible, but it, it, it would be unlikely. I think they would finish fifth if they went out. It's just going to be really hard to win it all, man. Four, four games and four days in that setting is not the spot that you wanted to be in. You would hope, I think, to at least be playing on Friday just for the opportunity to add a couple of, of more quality wins. Now, the day one win, that's not going to do much for you as far as your resume goes. But, you know, Thursday, Friday, if you could reach it to the championship game, you're very likely picking up multiple Q1 games. I believe this Nevada game will be a Q2 game coming up. So that's that's a big one as far as the tournament resume goes. At the same time, got to keep perspective. They're, they're still firmly in the NCAA tournament field. They're not even on the bubble. I got some, unsurprisingly, some overreactions. And again, I'm not telling anybody they're wrong for being disappointed, but I think people just don't truly fathom how deep this league is in the fact that there's a, there's a reality where CSU finishes like seventh in the Mountain West and still gets a seven seed in the NCAA tournament. And that's just because the Mountain West is this good. And that's because of the work you did in the non-conference slate. I mean, those neutral site wins over Boston College, over Creighton, over Washington, they're, they're going a long way, and that's huge. It would have been, they could have pulled that one out against St. Mary's, who's looking awesome now. That would have been absolutely massive. But at the same time, you're still in a really good spot. I'm really interested to see what happens in the Mountain West tournament because, man, it would be huge if you could go on a run. It could, it could certainly raise you 
a, a couple of seed lines there, and it would just be really nice to stay a single digit seed. I mean, you've been pretty consistently forecasted as a six, as a seven. Man, if you get in that eight nine matchup, it's tough because obviously, if you win, your award is typically playing a one seed. But at the same time, there's no way of knowing. You could be a three seed and lose the first round. You could be the eight seed that slays the giant. I mean, you just got to get there. And at that point, anything is on the on the table. And that's the the perspective I want fans to at least recognize is that the resume is in a good spot. You fell from 25th to 27th in net this week. Six-year losses are Q1. You're eight and seven in Q1 and Q2 games. You need to close strong. You don't want to fall into that bubble. You don't want to blow the work that you've done to this point. But the Mountain West is really, really good. And this CSU team is also good. Now, <laughs> the offensive woes are, are a concern right now, and the offense has not been good enough. The fact that you hold back-to-back teams sub-70 points on the road, those are those are games you should be pulling out with the offense that we have. I didn't think that this would be the issue. Uh, the inability to knock down jump shots is, man, it's frustrating. And it's not just like a one person issue. Uh, we'll get into it. We'll talk about all the takeaways from this, but I just want to make sure that we keep perspective during all this. It can be tricky. Like I said, if you said in November, especially coming off of last season, that this is the spot we would be in, in a league this good, you would take that in a heartbeat, but you know, that's not how it all works out. We all saw the same we all saw this team jump into the top 15. We all saw them beat Creighton and naturally it raised our expectations. And unfortunately, because it raised the expectations, it makes what has been a really competitive season, a really fun season, especially when you look at the history of this program and what they've accomplished. This is right there, uh, right up there with some of the best years in school history. It makes one of those years kind of feel like a letdown and, and that stinks. So you know, it's one of those where it's it's glass half full or, or glass half empty, depending on how you look at it. At the end of the day, for me, how this team closes the season is ultimately going to be, you know, whether I view it as a, a success in the end or not. Now, they've the, some of the stuff they've done already is incredible, being ranked for multiple months, pulling off the highest ranked win in school history. All of that has been great. Again, you just want to close because... <laughs> If you don't, you know, if you're not winning in, in March, you're not winning in February, it, it's tough to feel so good about what you did in November. I don't know about you guys, but you probably could have used an ice cold Coors Light last night. Sometimes it feels like you got to be on all the time, you know, especially with me, you know, the content grind last night being uh, at the bar. And again, shout out to everybody that came through. I really appreciate the Alumni Association. Sometimes you just got to kick back and unwind with an ice cold Coors Light. I've always been a Coors guy. Um, Coors Light, Coors Original, it really does not matter to me. But the thing about Coors Light is it's got the it's got the sick branding. You know what I mean? The silver bullet, like it just it looks cool. The the vibes are good when you're sitting back with your buddies. It feels very Colorado. They're crushable. And, and I mean the the thing about Coors Light is there's only one beer out there that's literally made to chill, and that is Coors Light. It's cold lagered, cold filtered, cold packaged. When it's time for a refresh, just open a Coors Light. It's mountain cold refreshment. It's crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. When it's time to chill, Coors Light is the beer I reach for. So when you want to hit reset, grab the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light delivered straight to your door with Instacart. All you got to do is go to CoorsLight.com slash DNVR. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. I also want to shout out Natures of Colorado. They're providing an amazing grade of cannabis, a vast variety of products. Check them out for all your needs. They've got infused edibles, high-potency concentrates, 
some of the best flour in the state. There are four locations, all conveniently in northeastern Colorado, Log Lane Village, Garden City, Sedgwick, Millican. They are the go-to dispo. Um, you can pick up conveniently at their drive-through. Order online. Take advantage of some of their great deals, including an $85 ounce when you use our code DNBR. Remember to use that code in-store or online. Visit a location, mention our code DNBR to take advantage of these Natures of Colorado deals. I appreciate everybody in the comment section. Uh, shout out to my guy Taylor, Aaron, everybody rocking with me every Sunday morning. Certainly appreciate it. I know that coming off of the, the loss, it's it's not as fun. I was really hoping we were going to have a, a Sunday morning powwow of, you know, talking about the, the vibes being right. Again, though, the, the thing I want to really drive home is that the defense right now is incredible. They are 25th in adjusted defensive efficiency. And if you look at Kempom right now, that's the highest it's been by like 30 spots ever. I mean, it, it it's really something else. That's a good sign. And it's the reason that even in some of these games where the offense has been, you know, kind of sputtering when it's been a little bit up and down, they're at least in it. They're, they're always in these games. San Diego State, that was kind of a wonky situation with the foul trouble game. I mean, it was really more like a six, seven point loss and it kind of blew up, you know, at the end of the game there. But whether you look at going into Logan or Boise or any of these really outside of Wyoming, which was obviously just a historic collapse, really, really brutal. They've been right in it in all these games. And that's, you know, it sucks when you come up short. I, I had some people say last night at the bar, you'd almost rather get blown out than lose the way that CSU did. I don't know if I agree with that, but the, with the way that they're defending, that is going to translate in the NCAA tournament. And that's what's great is offense, it, it tends to be a little bit up and down, especially, you know, away from home. Um, it, it's been so much worse, the, the three-point shooting, than I ever would have imagined. Um, they are so dependent on basically Isaiah Stevens for them being able to, like, free him up for some catch-and-shoot threes or him just having to go crazy, like, Kobe mode and hitting some deep ones. I don't know. I, 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 when you look at the offense in November, when you look at how good of an offensive team this was, I would like to think at some point we're going to regress back to the mean and that you're going to, you know, see this team execute. They've been really good in neutral court situations. Obviously they're undefeated in neutral court. And even the concept that they can't win away from Moby is, is a little bit not true. They're six and seven, I believe in games away from Moby. If you factor in away and new, true neutral games, you don't play true road games in the conference tournament or in uh, the NCAA tournament, but the offense has got to be better. I mean, there's really no way to put it. I felt like early on in the game, really early on in both halves, there was a concerted effort to work the paint. And you love that, especially with how well Joel Scott has been playing. He has been huge. Um, side note, I, I wish he got officiated the same way that some of the other star big men in the, the league do. I know that he doesn't have the status that a Jaden Ladee or even like a great Osabor does, but Man, Joel gets a tough whistle. He went straight up twice, got called both. Um, he had another one where it was a blatant hook and hold, and the, the foul went against him. I, I feel for him. That's all I'm saying. I get frustrated watching the way that he gets officiated, much more so than pretty much anybody else on the floor. Um, I, you know, that's part of the thing with CSU. I think the foul disparity is we're not the most, like, physically imposing, uh, explosive team. Obviously, 
even just like looking at them, I don't know if we get the calls that other teams do purely because it's like human nature and the refs just don't give us the benefit of the doubt in the, in the same way. Um, but yeah, it's been up and down. It's not the reason that the Rams lost or anything like that. I, I know you can look at the free throw disparity and be like, what the hell? I mean, let me see what it was in the end. It was, um, they shot 31 free throws. We shot 18, but you got to remember the Rams were intentionally fouling over the last 45 seconds. So that, you know, jumped it up probably by eight to 10 attempts. If you take away those, you know, you're pretty close. And honestly, the the bigger deal was not necessarily the, the disparity. It was the fact that UNLV could actually hit their free throws and CSU really struggled 12 of 18. You missed six free throws and a six point loss on top of that UNLV makes two more threes than you that's six points or that, you know, that's a 12 point difference and a, a six point loss. And I know that's kind of oversimplifying it, but that's really kind of the difference in the game is UNLV made a couple of shots from deep in the second half that they didn't in the first half, they were able to get to the line with a little bit more consistency. When they got to the line, they were able to convert. They made just a couple of more plays than the Rams did because I mean, defensively, CSU played pretty good. You hold them to 66 points. You hold them sub 40% shooting from the floor. 35% from three is is good for them, but it's not great. I mean, the 31 free throw attempts hurts, but again, that got kind of uh, skewed at the end there. I mean, they're they're still giving up too many offensive rebounds at times. I I did feel like CSU adjusted pretty well as, as the flow of the game went on, but I mean, they did get worked on the glass as a whole. I just, I don't get it. I, I don't know why all of a sudden that uh, these jumpers aren't falling. It's not like the looks are poor. You know, I, I think a lot of these looks are in rhythm. A lot of them are uncontested. And for for Neat Clifford, for Patrick Cartier, Josiah Strong, some of these guys who we've seen knock down shots from the perimeter at a high clip throughout a, a really large sample size over multiple years now, multiple programs even. But man, it's just been bad straight up bad the month of february all month it's been a struggle outside of zay nobody has hit them with consistency and even for his standards it has not been as efficient as he tends to be he had a great game in in albuquerque i think it was eight to 12 from the floor in that one six of 13 is, is certainly not bad in this one but two of six from deep he had 18 points just not enough especially from you know the other guys you need some of these guys to knock down some of these shots uh, the bench really let us down in this one. Uh, Bemba had seven points. Lake had three, but you don't get any po- points out of Joe. Uh, Tavy only plays two minutes. Kyan Evans, five minutes. He didn't score. Uh, you, you just, you need some of these young guys off the bench to step up. I'm, I'm with Aaron in the comment section here. I like how Bemba is progressing. Can't wait to see him next year after an off season of conditioning. He provides the post size that we need. Even so, I I, I think, you know, I think you wish that you got a little bit more out of Patrick Cartier in that regard. He's so skilled offensively that I don't want to rip him. And I think he has made great strides as a rebounder and as a defender, just kind of making the jump from D2 to D1. It was a little bit tougher on the defensive side than it was for Joel Scott, who had his kind of rough stretch uh, as well, more at the beginning of conference play than at the beginning of the season. He kind of hit the ground running. But yeah, I, I mean, I think Bemba's a guy all these guys, I think you feel really good about their future. If you hold on to them, uh, Tavy, you know, he's really flashed some heady plays defensively. He's a great athlete. Would like to see him improve a little bit as a jump shooter. Kyan Evans has come in and, and shown the confidence to run the floor. Uh, he attacks in transition. 
looks a little bit times or look, looks a little bit hesitant at times to put up some shots, but I'd actually prefer that than the freshman that comes out onto the floor, knowing he's only going to play six, seven minutes and just decides to play hero ball and really shoots you out of the game. He really understands what his role is and the fact that you're basically just trying to buy time until Zay comes back out onto the floor. Uh, but they, they need these guys to be able to knock down these open shots from the perimeter because it just opens up the entire spacing. And you see as the halves go on, what happens when UNLV feels like they don't have to respect that outside jumper. I mean, early on in the half, you're working the paint, you're getting in there at will. Then all of a sudden, if, if they're daring you to shoot and you're not able to knock them down, those driving lanes aren't going to be as open. They've got great length. They're physical at home. You know, the whistle's going to benefit them as well. But really, like, it, it just it changes the, the entire spacing when these shots from, from deep are not falling. I don't know what to say other than you just kind of hope they start falling. It does look at times like some guys are maybe a little hesitant to, to fire off some shots that they would have let go earlier in the year. Even then, I don't want to be too critical. If you're trying to be smart, you're trying to work the paint, you're trying to create high quality chances because you know that you're kind of struggling there. But at some point here or there, whether it's Cartier, whether it's Neek, you need these guys to be able to hit. And it doesn't even need to be like a Steph Curry type performance where, you know, seven, eight threes, I'm saying go two of four from deep. If each of those guys go two of four and then, you know, Zay is able to knock a couple down, you know, and then you get one or two from like a lake or a, or a strong here or there, you're going to be in such a better spot than you are right now. And it's just tough because it feels like CSU is either able to get to the rim or they're trying to create a really tough jump shot late in the the shot clock after, you know, trying and failing to, to get the ball down low. So you hope that some of these fall Neek did hit a really tough step back jumper. Uh, Josiah had a mid range jumper at one point that was impressive. Zay had a couple of, you know, characteristic moments, but it's gotta be better. It, it really does. And if they can even just, it doesn't even need to be like the peak Nico Medved offense that we've seen at times, if it can just kind of, you know, basically close the gap a little bit right now, it's been terrible. It was great at the beginning, as far as the jump shooting goes, if you can kind of meet in the middle with the way that you're defending right now, anything is possible. And I truly believe that. And I know that the people that listen to me and call me a sunshine pumper or think that I'm not being critical enough, they're going to roll their eyes and be like, oh, they're in seventh place in the Mountain West. You don't know what you're talking about. I would contend that you don't know what you're talking about. Uh, but it, it's just, well, we'll see, really, that that's what it comes down to. Maybe you can create some more instances uh, for Zay to get him some open looks. Like, I would like him to be more selfish at times, especially when some of these guys are are not capitalizing. But at the same time, I understand that it, it, that's just really not his game and it's not what, allows this team to function at its peak um, when it's really at its best. It's because everybody's sharing the ball. It's because guys are cutting. It's because you're getting to the rim. It's because you're playing inside out. You're stretching the floor, but you're also not settling. Um, sounding like a coach now getting a little bit a uh, cliche here, but the, the jump shots have just got to be so much better. Um, we'll see. I mean, anything can happen in Vegas as Aaron Harris says here, the 2003, that was, uh, dog poop and won the conference tournament this team could easily go on a run in vegas anything i mean we've 
seen so many teams over the years make unexpected runs. And for this group, it wouldn't even be unexpected given what they've already accomplished in the season, given the talent level on this team. Um, you put yourself in a tough spot though. That's, that's surely true. I mean, you're only one game above 500 in the league slate. You, you blew the game against Wyoming. You couldn't steal any of these tight ones on the road against the top six teams. That's not to say that you played bad. That's not to say that you um, like are a failure or anything like that. Because again, like you're, you're still, <laughs> you're still a top 25 team. I know you're not going to be after this week, but if we want to look at it from a metric standpoint, which is probably a more valuable uh, look at where this team stands in the national conversation than a very flawed AP poll full of voters that only half ass pay attention. Your top 30 in Kempom, your top 30 in net. Um, offensive efficiency has slipped a little bit. Defensive efficiency as high as it's ever been. When you look at the strength of schedule, CSU has played some really tough offenses and they've really like limited those teams and, and held them to a respectable score and been right there in the game. It's just been a situation where they have not been able to capitalize enough consistently offensively, at least away from home. Whether they can do that in the, the tournament, nobody knows. Like We got to watch and, and see how it plays out. I, I was so sure that that Roddy team could beat Michigan a couple of years ago, and I, I still think they could have. It was a very weird the way that game played out, but sometimes I think we try and come to an opinion before we have all of the information available. And, you know, you could very likely close this season three, and zero in the regular season win, you know, three, even four, if you were to win the mountain West tournament games in Vegas, all of a sudden you're riding high or, you know, a top 20 team, seven game win streak, you know, get like a four or five seed and everything is great. We just got to let it play out. And, that's been the the message inside the building. I know at times, like, I think some of the fans just want to really, they just want to vent their, their frustration. And I understand that, but we just, we got to keep perspective. And I, I saw somebody tweet, I think it was Nate Haas, uh, owner of crazy Carl's. He tweeted, you know, when teams in the big 12 lose on the road, they aren't, they aren't looking at the situation. Like, man, we're these failures. They recognize how good their league is. I don't know if CSU fans quite recognize truly how good this league is. <laughs> like we, we keep saying it, the metrics keep saying it, but then we're reacting as if it's, you know, 2012 or, you know, reacting as it's, if it's 2018 and it's just not the case. These losses don't kill you. You have one bad loss on your resume. Other than that, you've taken care of business at home. You've done enough in the non-conference slate to put you in a great spot as far as your resume goes. This is what it's like when you're in a major league. I said it a million times, and I know that people roll their eyes because they were the national champion, and I'm not saying that the Rams are going to go on and win the, the national championship. UConn lost seven games last year. Six of them were in the Big East. They finished fourth in their conference. They didn't win the Big East tournament, and then they went on to the to NCAA tournament and won every game by double digits. We are a really good team, but the league is better than we expected, and that's kind of peak CSU. That's our luck. Like the, in the year where, man, we got lucky with some key transfers that we hit on. Zay came back, like anything is possible. Of course, it's the year where the Mountain West decides, you want to know what? We're going to be a top four basketball conference. We're really going to raise the, the stakes in a way that, you know, we haven't ever seen before. 
yeah, that's peak CSU. That's Ram life. I get it. It stinks, but hopefully, and I, I have no way of knowing, hopefully going through this gauntlet of a non-conference schedule and then this really incredibly challenging Mountain West slate is going to have CSU battle tested and ready to go, you know, come tournament time. And one of the things that I'm, you know, again, this is a hope you have no way of knowing. I think we discount the familiarity within this league and how many times these coaches have played each other and the, the veterans and how many times they played each other, you know, Ladie and, and Jalen house and Stevens and a lot of these guys, they have played a lot of games against each other. These coaches have played a lot of games against each other two, three times a year, every single year, you're going to know what they're trying to do. It makes sense that it's a little bit tougher come conference play. You know, when you get to the NCAA tournament, it's, it's teams that don't know you as well. Yeah. They have, you know, a week to study you, but they don't know and neither do you. And I'm just, I, I get a little frustrated, obviously, by, you know, some of the people that, you know, they just, they want to be upset. I think there are some fans out there who would legitimately rather be right about their hot take so that they can come back and say, see, this team sucks. I told you so, Justin, you're an idiot. Then being able to look back at this season and, and, and go, damn, like what a crazy run. It, it, it <laughs> I just, I don't get it. I don't get um, why some folks consume sports that way. I really live life that way. It's okay to be disappointed. It's okay to be, be frustrated, but you got to recognize the situation that we're in. Got to have a little bit of perspective. That's all I'm saying. I know I got a little bit off the rails there. So uh, let's transition to a happy subject, which is of course, Circle K and the free membership and all the rewards that you get with it. Uh, Circle K, they hook it up you get 25 cents off a gallon for your first five Phillips when you sign up for the Circle K Rewards Program. You get five free Polar Pops. So just by signing up for the app, the next five times you go fill up, you're going to save 25 cents per gallon, and you can get five Pops for free. After that, every six item um, is going to be free, like pizza, Polar Pops, any type of dispensed beverage, donuts. They hook it up. Get a free any size Polar Pop from Colorado Circle Ks when you next 31310. That's DNVR to 31310 message and data rates apply. Periodic recurring messages per month. Terms and conditions can be viewed at circlek.com. Sign up with the QR code um, or visit www.circlek.com slash inner circle for more information. I also want to shout out Empire. Empire today, they're awesome, man. They give you the shop at home convenience while getting to, while having the peace of mind of knowing that you are shopping the best possible products. Empire today is the best place to get new flooring. They have copycats, but those copycats cannot touch Empire, not on their quality, not on their service, not on their speed. So what they do is they advertise low quality products. Empire won't even carry them. Yeah, they're going to be cheaper, but anybody that is trying to sell you that shit, uh, excuse me, tries to sell you that stuff is offering you a product they would not carry in their own home. Their philosophy is to help you find what you need, not overwhelm you with thousands of choices and substitutes. Uh, what they leave out of their selection is honestly just as important as what they put in. What's really cool is with their virtual floor designer, it's a great way to see how any floor is going to look in a space. You can just snap a picture of your living room. Boom, you can see what is my couch going to look like? What is my TV going to look like with the flooring? So much easier than being in the store and trying to play the hypothetical game. Uh, schedule a free in-home estimate. All listeners can receive a $350 discount when they use the promo code DNVR. Restrictions apply. See empiretoday.com slash DNVR for details. 
All right. I appreciate everybody locked in with us. Shout out to the comment section. If you have anything you want me to respond to, please send it this way. Uh, I love this one from Aaron. We took San Diego State to the ropes in Vegas last year. This team is so much more talented this, than that one. I will die on this hill. Without a doubt. I still think you put a knife to my back. I still think this team is more talented top to bottom than two years ago even. I don't know. The one-two punch of Roddy Stevens is probably more consistent and has a higher ceiling, just specifically those one-two guys than any one-two combination that you can look at on the team. This year, whether, you know, lately it's been Stevens and Scott, uh, Stevens and Clifford for a large portion of the year. Cartier's had his moments, obviously. Uh, but what one through nine, I, I really do believe that. And I think that's clear when you look at the defensive metrics and the fact that they don't get bullied by some of these teams. That team, even a couple years ago, like I, I think people like to romanticize and remember all the great moments. They, and they certainly had some ones. That team also kind of got the, the brakes beat off of them a couple of times and some blowout losses, you know, like San Diego States and, and teams like that. We haven't really seen that from this team this year. Obviously, the 16-point loss in Viejas, but you're playing the last five minutes without a forward. You know, like, they've been in every single game. They just have not been as consistent offensively as I would have expected. They have not, with as many veterans as they have on the team, they have not shot the ball with the type of consistency that I, I just would have assumed. Now, there's a situation where they get hot at the right time, and you just, you go on a run in Vegas, you go on a run in the NCAA tournament and everything's great, you know, and, and we look back at the season and it's incredible. There's also obviously a possibility where the offense just, it isn't there. The three balls not falling, things get stagnant. And if that is the case, you've got to hope that defensively you're able to do enough to hang around the way that they have in these last couple of, of games, but you need whether it's Isaiah Stevens kind of going Zay mode, which we haven't really seen at any point this season. He, he trusts his teammates, and that's very evident. And again, this team ceiling is ultimately going to be highest if they are playing as a well-oiled machine. But sometimes, sometimes you do kind of have to break the mold of what you typically do. And, and in my opinion, there have been a couple of games this year where I would have rather gone down with Isaiah Stevens trying to play hero ball the last couple of minutes because we had gone 37 minutes and nobody had been able to consistently step up. So at that point, you know, we're, we're putting the ball in our quarterback's hands and, you know, we're, we're riding or dying with him at that point. You know, me personally, I'd, I'd rather go down that way at times in some of these stagnant games. At the same time, I'm not going to sit here and act like, I know what's best, you know, like more so than Medved, more so than, than Zay, who just, you can't speed him up. He always plays at his pace. He seems to almost always make the right plays. Like it, it, I, I compare him to Jokic all the time, but it really is the same way. It's like you get frustrated because he's so good and he's not more selfish at times. You want him to be like going for that bigger piece of the pie. And it's just not in his DNA. It's It's not inherently the way he wants to play. Um, maybe the Rams could have stole one though, if, if he would have gone into a, you know, a more selfish mentality in this one or, or against UNM, you know, he had a key stretch there where he had eight straight points in the second half. Um, but again, you know, it's, it's tough to nitpick a player that consistently does so many things the right way. And 
with a guy like Zay, that's certainly the case. And ultimately what it comes down to is you need the the rest of the roster to step up. You know, you need these guys to hit the threes when they're open. You don't need Superman like efforts, but you just need to, them to step up and fulfill their roles. And they're doing that on the defensive side. And even offensively, I think the mindset is right. You can see that this team tries to work the paint. They share the ball. They just, they got to knock down these jumpers with a little bit more consistency. Got to get to the free throw line and they get there. They got to knock them down. That really has not been a huge issue, but it has been something I've mentioned that the Rams, although their free throw shooting numbers as a whole have been really good this year. It does feel like in some tight games, they've had some letdowns where they've, you know, not been so clutch and one of four in the first half, you know, that's huge, especially in these games that are decided by only one to two possessions. You got to take the freebies. Big three games coming up, man. Like you really want to win out. Um, Very minimum go two and one. You got to beat Air Force in Wyoming. This Nevada team's good. If you lost to them, it'd be a stinger, especially after dropping these two, you'd still assumingly be in a pretty good spot NCAA tournament resume wise, but you want to close strong. You know, you want to go into Vegas feeling good and not feel like you're, you know, dragging yourself to the finish line here. Um, offense has got to be better. I would be very surprised if they didn't at least figure it out. You know, like, would it be shocking if they lost a game in the tournament because, you know, they missed a bunch of jumpers with what we've seen this year? No, not at all. But with what we've seen defensively, I like to think that they're at least going to have an opportunity to hang around and, when you've got an Isaiah Stevens, when you've got athletes like me, Clifford and Joel Scott, really that's all you need is just a chance, a chance to hang around. And, you know, like Aaron said, they hung around pretty damn well with San Diego state and Vegas last year before they went on their run to the, the title game. I mean, you had one more weapon. I think you win that game. Um, it does stink though, that this team is in this spot, just given how good they are. It stinks that they're, basically now trying to play to avoid having to play day one in the Mountain West tournament, which is something I've been drilling for weeks and weeks now. I pretty much gave up the majority of the hope I had to win the conference, you know, after the, the Wyoming loss, I know they were still technically there. And if they could have really closed hot, it would have been possible if they could have pulled out some, some big time road wins against UNM or San Diego state or something like that. But Really, I just I wanted to see them avoid having to play day one because I think winning four day or four games in four days in this league this year is oof, that that's a tall task. Um, you never know. Crazier stuff has happened. We see a team get hot at the right time in, in college basketball every single year. So it, it certainly could happen. Um, but you just you wanna do everything you can to at least put yourself in the best position. It, it's the same deal with the NCAA tournament. Like, yes. You could reach the the final four as a 12 seed. You'd rather be a four seed though, because, you know, statistically speaking, you're more likely to do so. So I know you got to play out the games um, at the end of the day, trying to project where they're going to be right now is, you know, it's pretty much just a guessing game, but everything that I've seen, they're still uh, still confidently projecting CSU to make the tournament um, still on like 105 of 105 brackets on bracketmatrix.com. And when you see the, the very minimal impact metric wise that these losses this week, again, CSU was underdogs in both of these games. You know, I think you're probably like 
dropping to a seven seed now instead of the six seed that you were being projected last week. You come back, you win these last three, you're probably right back in that six seed range. So I just don't want people to panic. Um, I think it's fair if you think that this team did not quite live up to the potential that they had in, in terms of, you know, winning the Mountain West, but it's a really deep league, you know, and I think just about every team in the top six could probably make that same argument. So make some of these jumpers with more consistency. Uh, get back in a groove if you keep defending at a high level. If you're a little bit more consistent on the boards, you're going to be fine. But uh, the offense sure as hell needs to be a lot more consistent. Shout out to everybody for rocking with us all morning. Um, as Aaron says here, he thinks they're going to be an 8-9. Let's just hope they put us in a good pod in Salt Lake City. I certainly hope that wherever they end up, it's in a spot that is relatively affordable for Ram Nation to be able to travel to. It's always kind of an expensive process going to the tournament, given the last minute nature of how you have to book all these trips. But, you know, like in Omaha, Indianapolis, I think would be solid. You know, the Spokane's of the world are the ones you want to avoid. Even like Charlotte and Brooklyn and stuff like that would be really tough. Um, we'll see. We'll see. I about a week ago is just like, I'm going to stop trying to guess how this league is going to play out and I'm just going to enjoy it. Um, nothing would shock me at this point, honestly, like with as hot as UNLV is, they have won seven of eight. If we look up at the end of the year and UNLV somehow won the regular season Mountain West title, it really wouldn't be that surprising, especially with the talent that they have. If they won the Mountain West tournament, it sure as hell wouldn't be surprising. It wouldn't be that surprising if a team like Wyoming got hot and, and you know, upset a, a group or two, although of late, it kind of seems like they're trending in the wrong direction. Maybe Air Force would be the, the better example with them taking down New Mexico in the pit. Talk about a team that kind of like UNLV can play to their competition, man. UNM looked nothing like what they looked against CSU. I, I really wish they could have defended with the same lackadaisical effort against CSU over the final 30 seconds as they did against Air Force. Let Pertritus go, you know, just wide open three. Made no sense. Um, got a question here. Is Justin the Sunshine Pumper Michael going to travel to the Mountain West tournament and or NCAA tournament? I will. I'm staying at Circa out in Vegas. So uh, if you're, you're looking for a great place to stay, you can stay there. If you use the code uh, DNVR20, you can actually get 20% off your order and um, order 20% off your stay. And I will be at the uh, NCAA tournament as well. Hopefully multiple NCAA tournament destinations. That would be a bucket list situation for me. You know, going to Indianapolis two years ago was incredible. I actually got to cover the tournament last year too, since there were games in Denver. Um, I, I just, I want to see this team win a game. I mean, historically winning a game in the NCAA tournament for this program, that would be a success. Winning two games, given the talent level that you have, that'd be incredible. Like, obviously if you can go anything, anything more than one win is pretty much gravy, but God, it would be cool to get to the second weekend of the NCAA tournament. Cause it, it just, I want to, I want to experience the magic. You know, I've got to experience it for other teams. You know, I, I was in person for St. Peter's taking down Kentucky. It, that was incredible. I've, I've never seen anything like it, but again, though, that's a perfect example of why, you can't look too far ahead, man. Nobody saw that coming in a million years or even last year. San Diego State had never won a tournament game under Dutcher until all of a sudden they made a, a run to the, the national championship. Like 
the format is so wonky in single elimination, especially in a 40 minute game. I mean, you can get some really crazy results, but in a situation like that, I will rock with the team that has as much experience as CSU does that has high caliber point guard play and that defends at an elite level, which is why even as, as disappointing as this stretch may have been coming up a little short here in a couple of games that were certainly right there for the win. Like this team is, is certainly capable of doing some dangerous things. And my opinion does not change on that because they've had a, a rough couple of weeks here shooting the ball. I mean, it's part of basketball, even within games, you see the runs last night, it was five, six point runs. You know, each team would, you know, now they're hot for three minutes. Then they can't score for three minutes. Now they're hot for three minutes. That's what happens. It's back and forth affair. I uh, really would like to see this team finish on the right note, obviously kind of validate much of what I've been preaching throughout the season. But um, at this point, I'm just accepting that in a league as chaotic as the Mountain West, we're, we're just here for the ride. Sit back and enjoy it all because I, I don't know how many years the league is going to be this deep and I'm loving it. I, I know last night sucked and I, I was as, I was as frustrated as anybody, especially because, you know, just being at the bar, seeing all the Ram fans there in person that showed up. By the way, if you're in the Denver metro area, you weren't there last night. What were you doing? You know, everybody's always claiming we want to, you know, elevate the, the status of CSU. You know, we want more recognition. We want more coverage within Denver. Giving you a pretty good opportunity here. Come through, you know, help me out. That said, it still was a really good turnout. I uh, appreciate everybody that came through and appreciate the Alumni Association. Um, yeah, that's pretty much all I've got. I appreciate everybody for rocking with me. Uh, if you have anything you want me to get to at the end, uh, <laughs> I appreciate you. Uh, shout out to Aaron Harris. Shout out to El Paquette Total. I, I don't know what your actual name is, but shout out to everybody else in the comment section as well. Taylor and my guys. Um, I appreciate everybody listening on Spotify, Apple down the line as well. Y'all make my dream come true. Uh, more content about to rewatch the game actually, which is always kind of a struggle after a tough loss like this, but written takeaways coming your way. I'll have another, another pod. A uh, shout out to the women's team for pulling out a victory. Shout out to the men's and women's track team for both winning the indoor track championships. Always proud to be. And uh, one last time, I just want to say my deepest condolences to everybody up in Wyoming and uh, impacted by this week's tragedy. We are rivals when it comes to sports, but, you know, the, the, the relationship between CSU and Wyoming really is special. And I, I do think there is a, a sense of togetherness and camaraderie that I, I just, I don't feel that with the CSU-CU rivalry, to be quite honest. Um, but that's that's a whole different thing than the side that I'm getting into. Um, I just wanted to say, you know, my heart goes out to Wyoming. Cowboy fans and, and just everybody impacted by a really tough week. So much love. Proud to be. Peace. Peaches out of Palisades, sweet as mama's marmalade. This shit sound like summer days, the windows down on harmony. The family band sing harmonies, my daddy played the drums. My mama slapped that bass, my sister sang these songs. Dancing under canopies, we thank the trees for all their leaves. We are just some drops of water together, make up seven seas. And one day I'll be like my father, one day I will learn to breathe. I'm choking on the thought that I am not the man I want to be. I got blood on my shirt, like I wear my heart on my sleeve. She said I look good in red, but that went straight to my head. So now she 
was rocking my teeth, tucked into new prodigies, and we ain't smoke in a month. But I just saw her last week, the lipstick stain still on my cheek, like we ain't talk enough. And we always seem to laugh, but never nod at us. So the future's looking grim, it's kinda ominous. And this song ain't about love, that'd be too obvious. See, this is more about lust and all of my misconceptions, and this is more about me and all of my self-deception. I'll tell myself a lie, 100 times don't need corrections, but every night I pray to God, I hope I learn my lesson. And the peaches out from Palisade And they sweet as mama's marmalade And this should sound like summer days The windows down on harmony The family band sing harmonies My daddy played the drums And my mama slapped that bass And my sister sang these songs Dancing hand in hand We were tripping to left feet Like a middle school slow dance No one knew how to leave But I'm still thankful for these days